Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Podcast uh, with your hosts, Folu and Komi. And today, for the very first time, drum rolls, <laughs> we have a guest. Do you want to introduce yourself or should we introduce <laughs> you? Like I said, my, my name is Lulu. Yeah, that's our, our guest, Lulu of Ka Dash Dash. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Lulu. Um, like I said, this is the unveiling pod and we just talk about a range of spiritual topics that affect each and every one of us as growing believers and we are excited to bring another episode your way today and today we will be talking about not of this world but before we go into today's conversation how have you guys been what what's your week how's your week been um let me go first because we I leave the best for last. But um, my work has been okay. Um, work has been tedious. Um, next week will be my official last week at work um, at the current organization I work for. So I've been trying to do a lot of bookkeeping, you know, last minute typing up. Um, but overall, it's been okay. I haven't done much. Uh, yeah. yeah. Lulu, how has your week been? Oh, my. Uh, how has your week? Has been your week. <laughs> Well, to start, uh, just want to say thank you for having me on your podcast. Uh, definitely, definitely, I know, uh, an honor to, or is it an honor? Or honor? It's <laughs> actual, coming out loud. We both for you, we both people. <laughs> but definitely, and I've, you know, I've had the opportunity to listen to uh, some previous episodes. So I really enjoyed them. So I'm happy to be here. And uh, my week has, America has been good. Um, America has been great. Uh, Trying to make their habits more to to use great instead of good for for certain things. But it's been a great week. Um, pretty pretty challenging sometimes, but other times it's been been wonderful. So I'm, I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for honoring our invitation. Um, my week has been okay. It's um, it's been a lot spring i mean like i said i don't know if i expressed this like in previous in a previous episode but i, I don't know if for, like the breaks in between the semester are a good idea i love looking forward to the break but i think post break recovery is not my favorite time of the semester so I, I like we just finished spring break so i've been struggling to get back into the rhythm of school but i think i'm finally back into the rhythm of school Stop and... telling you never like school pre pre break during break post break it's you have to fake it you make it you fake the love for school or do you love it genuinely yeah. so stop <laughs> you've, you've made you've made this uh, break comment th- three times now this is top time and it's a lie because i knew you post break during the break and now <laughs> See, my favorite time of the year is when we're on summer break. So when, when, when we come back on summer break, then you feel the better me. But 
I'm sure getting back into the rhythm and also counting down to, of course, summer break. Um, but a lot of papers do, but we will survive, we'll survive. Enough about my school shenanigans because left to me, I don't complain every week. And God is dealing, me, dealing with me about complaining. So <laughs> let me just leave it that way. So, yeah. Komiso, do you want to lead us in our so, conversation today? Definitely. Thank you. Um, once again, Lolo, it's an honor to have you here. Um, um, this is my oldest friend. So for those of you who don't know, Lolo is actually my brother. So I, I noticed that when he said his name, he was trying not to say his last name because it's like, am I meant to call me here as a spy or, or am I meant to be a sibling? But Lolo is my brother. So Lolo is actually my oldest friend. Um, I have other siblings, but like he was my best friend for the longest um, before he was fired. But um, wow. um, one thing that Lolo and I have in common is we can build relationship and friendship with any and everybody. Um, um, we grew up in the same, similarly, uh, in the same environment, but with similar kind of kinds of upbringing. So this is the in this world, this is the person who thinks thinks like me the closest, um, but we definitely are different in a lot of ways. I, I talk more than him, obviously. But um, um, one thing, one thing that is really cool is Lolo can be friends with anybody, regardless of their creed, their religion, their work, social economic status. But mostly, most importantly, regardless of their professional faith. And is able to still let people know he's a Christian while also, uh, what's the word? While also maintaining friendship, friendships that are not non-compromising. So that's why he was a perfect guest to bring on this topic. Um, so I just want Lulu to talk about, just talk to us about, you know, how you grew up, your your maybe how you came to faith, and just the old shenanigans of, you know, who what's you are. What's story? Guys, one day, <laughs> let me tell you this. One day, I will tell you the story behind what is your salvation story for now with this grace. And Lolo, remind me to tell you after the recording. What is your salvation story? Uh, well, thank you for, I guess, thank you for the, for, for, for setting me up perfectly. Um, yes, you know, I've been Komi's uh, oldest friend and she has been mine as well. Um, very similar background, and I grew up. Um, we always said that we grew up, you know, to the softer life after my, after our elder siblings had gone through the harder things in life. So uh, we have we have that uh, similarities on. We're very friendly people, and we have the ability to, I'll say, the ability, or we have the privilege to, to just interact with you know everyone. And still be comfortable with who we are as uh, as people. Um, speaking of my salvation story, um, this I find this quite interesting because a lot of people that come from a Christian Christian home, and if Kome has not mentioned, we both grew up with our parents being Christian by the time we we're born. So we grew up um, in a Christian home, and a lot of people, whenever you ask them. When they grew up in a Christian home, when did you become a Christian? They'll be like, I was born Christian. And in, in actuality, no one is really 
born a Christian. You know, if you think about the Bible, we're all born sinners and you have to find faith. Um, but, well, for me as well, you know, growing up, grew up to a Christian home. We used to have morning devotion. We have everyone having the opportunity to speak, um, to say what they learned from the Bible verse that we just started. And I think it was up until high school. I remember one day sitting in the um, auditorium, the church auditorium in high school, and a group of people were worshiping. And it was uh, February um, 2008. And I was just looking at them. And I think at that moment, it came to the realization, you know, that I, st I started really thinking about everything I believed in. I, I realized that my faith in God wasn't a story, wasn't a, a fairy tale story, wasn't a superhero story, because I was, I was really into superhero movies growing up. And sometimes as a child, many of these stories are just stories, are just folk tales. You know, they are not different from hearing about how just walked in water. It's not different from hearing how Cinderella um, puts on the glass slippers, you know. And so for me, at that very moment, I don't know what it was, but at that very moment, I really started thinking about my fate. I was seeing how these people were worshiping and crying to God, and they were just really in the moment. And I started thinking about the Spirit of God as well, um, and thinking about the Spirit of God within me. And it was that moment I said, I want to be a Christian. I want to, I want to have a relationship with God, not just hearing the stories, not just thinking that this is this is cool what Jesus is doing. Oh my God, it changed, you know, water to wine, or he made thousands of bread out of, you know, a few loaves. So that's my salvation story. That's when my journey began. I remember writing it in my journal, saying, "On this day." I want to create a relationship with God. And it's not being a smooth journey, like with every journey you take in life. Every some, uh, every once in a while, you are at this place where you feel incredibly proud of, and there are moments that you, you feel like you could do better. So that's 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 the moment I would I would say that it's, it changed for me. This is the first time hearing of this story. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's true though. Growing up, I used to think about Jesus like a superhero. I always, I don't know if I told you this, but since I was small, I used to think about Jesus as a superhero. But in the end, I think one thing you said that was really profound was, for me, is that no one is really born into a Christian. Or you, you can, you, one thing that I say a lot in Wikipedia, because I always do research, is they'll say, oh, that generation of believers, but that generation has to be made by people actually professing and declaring with their mouth, like the Bible says, confessing with their heart that they've decided to follow Christ. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that that's the one thing that struck me from what um, Lulu said, like nobody is born a Christian. You have to come to, and I think we had said this, um, something close to that in one of the previous episodes where it's, we said that you have to come to your realization yourself. You have to believe God for mm -hmm. yourself. Even if you're, you're, you were born into a Christian home, your parents' salvation cannot save you. You have to come to your realization of faith yourself. 
So I, I guess my question is, and you guys are like really, really different from me talking about superhero, Wimpe, Ajebotas, but wherever. Oh, anyway. no, we would prefer if you talked about your biography <laughs> as, as Wimpe. <laughs> I mean, you are not supposed to disgrace me on this episode. Oh, okay. In future. I didn't disgrace you. disgrace me before that notice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but... I guess my question is knowing you guys are very extroverted you've i've made friends through you guys you know and for for me who is not exactly you know um i don't want to say i'm not friendly but i find it difficult to just go out and start conversations and when i see how many people you guys know i'm like wow in this same world that be people brought people from mars but how do you then um going back to what kumi had said at the beginning of the podcast how do you stand for your faith with without you know appearing to be condemning people or appearing to be forcing your faith on them? How do you maintain your relationships with people of different faiths um, without being so pushy about what you believe in? Do you want me to go first? Or yeah, I guess to Lulu. I guess now. We don't want to hear from his voice today, please. I agree. <laughs> I think um, for me personally, it, it's always very good to, I think Jesus, Jesus is the ultimate example. Jesus is always the ultimate example. And anything you do as a, as a Christian, if you always think about it that way, and don't, don't get me wrong, like there's so much to learn from every single part of the Bible, all the prophets. But sometimes when you look at, the reason why I say Jesus is the ultimate example because everything the Bible talks about, Jesus lived it. He exemplified it. And um, there was this question I had sent to, uh, Komi would know this, to the family group recently. Um, when I asked the question, it's actually written on my wall as well. It says, am I standing out or am I standing apart? Because the, the Bible tells us to stand out. Um, sometimes we find ourselves standing apart which is standing away from everybody else. And if you look at the life of Jesus himself, you find that Jesus always stood out, but it was never apart from the crowd. It was never standing away from, from everybody else. You know, and I realized another thing too is most of the people that would tell me they want to come to church or give their life to Christ, you know, through me, it wasn't because of me talking them down or talking to them until they finally said, all right, it was usually by them watching me. Because we, we tend to do better by watching than listening sometimes. We, we tend to observe people more than we tend to listen to them. So, um, one of, so the question is, how do you do this successfully without it being a detriment to who you are. For myself, personally, I found that declaring who I am as quickly as possible is usually very helpful, you know. Um, and it's, it's very helpful in the sense of not just making everyone aware of who you are, but reminding yourself of who you are, who you're trying to be, you know. Whenever you come into a, an office or a room, and you know you you know within a very short time you you say i'm a christian i'm a, I'm a believer 
everyone already has an idea this is probably what this person is okay with and this is what this person is not okay with so to start with they're not going to approach you with certain things and secondly you saying that out loud you have reminded yourself <laughs> about that so whenever they say they are trying to do something you're like oh <laughs> i remember telling them i'm a christian <laughs> you know you don't want to put yourself in that position to be like let me try this because you know it's not okay and and now that everybody is clear on who you are and you are clear on who you are um you are holding yourself accountable and they are they are holding you accountable too because like like i said um the world is watching everyone is watching we're all watching each other really and um if you're trying to exemplify christ uh then you want them to see that when they watch you so I think I think that's really cool that you said that you have to declare you are as quickly as possible. So I've had some friends, and like I said, we have similar personality in terms of the way we talk. To, no one is really a stranger. That I've, it's not like I've been ashamed to say I'm a Christian, but I thought it was not necessary. And by the time, you know, I I want to bring it up. I'm like, is it too late? Is it me being judgmental? Is it... So I'm now, like, should I not bring it? I'm thinking about a particular instance um, of this, my particular friend who lives this kind of lifestyle. And it was like, oh, inviting me to one of their shows. And um, I was like, there. And then I was like, oh, I'm not, I, I'm not interested. I, 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 can't, I can't come. But um, if I'd... Before then, I mean, now he knows I'm a Christian. But before then, he was being like, oh, I'm a Christian, you know. And many times, you don't just want to come, I'm a Christian, for me at least, um, which maybe I should look for ways to incorporate it. Uh, but if I'm in a, when I was a student or if, if I'm in a group, I'm not just trying to, first thing, I mean, this is, this is a non-judgment zone now. I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm like, okay, let me try to, party party up with them for so in case they don't you know they'll say i'm a good person and i've been in those situations in the past now i obviously know better but i've never really thought about the mere fact that let me try to as quickly as possible when the chance arrives obviously i can't just go there just introduce and declare a declaration of faith of you know who i am as a child of god I think one, one personal experience comes to mind um, when I was a hundred level. Um, so we were four in my, my room and I had this roommates who um, were pretty close then. So uh, she had told me that, hey, guess what? I nominated you for this award in the department, 360 Christian. And I'm like, what does that mean? She's like, oh, like you're balanced everywhere. Like you are, you are social, you know, you know what's up. And you also, you're also a Christian. You know how to go to church, but you also know how to do everything else. I'm like, huh? I mean, then I, it felt cool, but I feel like years after the Holy Spirit was just telling me that eh, 360 Christian, that means you just keep going in circles. Like you're just, <laughs> you're Christian today. You are social tomorrow. <laughs> you don't have any bearing, you know? And when, when I think about conforming to the pattern of this world, I keep thinking about that. And I know that it's not, easy for, it's not easy for me. This is a very, you know, we're honest on this podcast. There are times when I just, I just find myself conforming. 
you know, it's, I have to, I, I thank God that I have the Holy Spirit that can check me at those times and say, you know, follow you are conforming. But I, I cannot not say that there are times that I've not conformed. Even in recent times, there are times that I find myself saying something mm-hmm. because I'm conforming. And then after that, I check myself and I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have said that. You declare that you're a Christian. You know, as Lulu said, when you enter a place, you declare that you're a Christian either through, you know, verbally or through some some actions or inactions um but you go you go ahead and you declare that you're a christian and then when you say or you do certain things you know instantly that huh people are looking at me like are you call yourself a christian you know so i guess it's just that battle in my head of knowing that i'm a christian when i get into a place declaring that i'm a christian but often but finding myself conforming sometimes okay so now this question is to oh okay let me go ahead no, I'm just gonna say like I don't think that that's a I don't think that that's a negative thing. I think that if you if you're in a space where you can find yourself conforming, you know that means you know you're you're getting checked by the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, you're you're thinking through things. If you're in a space where you don't find yourself conforming at all, chances are you're conforming, and you, it's become so regular to you that you you don't even feel like there's anything wrong with what you're doing because. I think that oh, someone once said this to me, you're doing good as a Christian if you can understand your battles. If you're in that space where you understand that, all right, cool, like, I shouldn't be doing this, or I'm tempted to do this, but I don't want to do it. It's not, I'm not saying that every time you would confirm, you would confirm, sorry, but you would have those battles. Like my, me and my mom were having a conversation last week, and we're talking about some other things unrelated. But she was like, isn't it funny how like the devil, you know, when you're trying to, you're trying to do well, you know, the devil brings about these things. And I said, whenever you are dieting, that's the time that you really struggle with not eating like garbage. You don't crave like, oh my God, I'm craving ice cream right now. I feel like if I don't eat this ice cream, I'm going to die. Because you eat anything. <laughs> you always yeah. eat whatever you want. But when you decide that you want to eat clean, because everything what's doing, you need discipline. When you want to take care of your physical body, you need discipline to, to work out. You need discipline to eat healthy. Now the unhealthy things become a battle. So you start identifying, I'm having this struggle. It's the same way in your Christian or spiritual life where if you want to achieve a good spiritual life, that means you need discipline. And when there is discipline, there has to be the temptation of battles because now you are restricting yourself from certain things that would not better you. Mm. You know, I think it works the same way, both, both physically and spiritually and academically. You know, you can use that mm. in different spaces. I just want to give a quick shout out to Mommy Lassisi in the building. Okay, she's not in the building right now, but shout out to Mommy Lassisi. I'm so sure. dropping wisdom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I have two questions. The first one is so when you see yourself falling below the mark, because uh, I mean something happened this week that you know I, I don't want to go 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 um into into it, sorry, that's the word. But um, Lola said something, the world is watching. And um, as believers, the world is watching us, even as pastors, even people that don't, are not Christians, don't care about 
um, the church as a whole, when a pastor does something they shouldn't be doing, everybody, you know, comes and say, oh, you're a pastor. Mm. So when you are somebody and you find out that you, you messed up, because there are times that um, even though we are like the shining light, we're the light of the world, and that's what we've called, been called to do. Mary says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. But there are sometimes that people, not everybody, but most of us are more get careless. How do we redeem ourselves? So all these are our friends who so say, put us on a pedestal. Many times we tell them, oh, don't put us on a pedestal. I'm a believer. Jesus is helping me with a struggle. But when we mess up, how do we redeem ourselves? I think personally, uh, again, I'm going to be shouting out Mrs. Lassisi um, on the conversation we had. Um, because me and mommy was talking about how sometimes we tend not to forgive ourselves. And we, you know, we were able to talk about it in the space of, as a Christian, you know, yes, you know that people are watching. Um, yes, you know that you are a leader and you're leading by example and your words. Um, and like you said, people are putting you on a pedestal. pedestal. But one thing you have to remember is you are just human. You are not God. And the point of, for me, the point, being a Christian is I'm an imperfect person serving a perfect God and I'm trying to be closer and live a holier life to be more like God every day which and that saying is um, saying that means that there are sometimes uh, I may make mistakes there are sometimes I will make mistakes because I am still not God you know even though like that is who I'm following and I'm trying my best to be like God but I'm still not God. And we should not let the pedal stone people put us on, you know, prevent us from forgiving ourselves. We should not let the pedal stone that people put us on prevent us from, um, from, from, from praying and asking for forgiveness and trying to find redirection towards where we're trying to go, which is live a holier life. So I think is is one of those things where, to answer your question, I don't think there's much you can do aside from, you know, asking asking God for forgiveness and asking God for redirection and you taking that time to redirect yourself. Something mommy said was, is one thing to make a mistake, is one thing to make a mistake and not learn from it. So the goal should be if you if you do make a mistake, try not repeating the same mistake yeah and i think also coming out to be like hey guys i messed up i should have done this you know letting them know that it's not okay that's because he did it too yeah thank you um and and i think i just wanted to go back to like romans 12 um which is kind of where we took today's um topic from um the idea of transformation by the renewal of our minds. And I know we've, we've heard this so many times as Christians, renew your mind, renew your mind, renew your mind. But I guess my question is, and I, and, and I know that we've heard sermons that tell us exactly how to renew your mind, but sometimes I still find myself finding it difficult to renew my mind. Do you guys have any tips on how you renew your mind personally? 
I feel like the Holy Spirit, I don't know how you can, I don't know what tips, I mean, I'll let Lulu answer, but for me, I feel the Holy Spirit, to renew your mind, is the Holy Spirit, because if you look at Romans, and I, I love Romans, Romans 7 says, what I um, do not want to do, mm-hmm. I find myself doing, the yeah. Romans 8 comes to say, there is now therefore no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus, it talks about how when the Holy Spirit lives in us, it quickens our mortal body, mm-hmm. so I don't think, I mean, I mean, kudos to you for for being on a diet, you know. Me, bruh, is when I'm on a diet, and Lulu talked about discipline, there's a place for discipline, but you people know my weakness is food. I'm working on that with the help of the Holy Ghost. But the, <laughs> the truth about uh, things is most times, I always I always tell my friends, Debbie especially should remember, that nobody can change. So every time I say I would change, I would not do this thing. I would not... Can you say, oh, I won't gossip again? Maybe two days, <laughs> three days. But when the juice is hot, and you know, without the help of the Holy Spirit, I cannot walk away from that juice. I have to tell you what I saw. How she I saw it. Eh? <laughs> this is <laughs> exactly. But if I'm saying Holy Spirit this week, I need your help. That's the only time I've seen that I don't conform. And going into spaces where I know that it's not popular, um, um, I'm not going. I'm going to avoid certain spaces. So, um, for for example, I would go if, if if this is my opinion. If everybody at work is going to a bar, and I don't know how it is in Nigeria, but just a regular place to have a drink during lunch hour, I would go. But mm-hmm. personally, I wouldn't be out there drinking to get drunk or whatever. Personally, I don't drink, but you know, I'm not that story for another day or whether you know how I feel about or not feel. But like if they say, oh, um, they are all going to a strip club, um, I have to plead the feet. Like I can't be there because mm-hmm. I know that even being there self. So I think that as much as the Holy Spirit helps, like you said, us not to confirm, we also have to put guardrails in our own lives to prevent mm-hmm. us from acting a fool. Yeah. Did you did you want to share some tips on how you renew your mind? Uh, uh yeah. But to, before I do, like I just really loved what uh Komi said. Guardrails, guardrails. Everybody, everybody has different struggles. You know, you personally have to be honest with yourself, knowing what you are better at and what you are not. You know, um, there are places and positions that. Like Komi said, don't just put yourself in that situation. There are places that I know if I put myself in, because I understand now what my strengths and weaknesses are, I would, conf- I would, I would end up doing whatever. I'll use a simple, you know, very uh, uh, neutral example. For example, uh, for, 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 as an example here, I know for myself I like playing basketball, and there are times when I'm telling myself, you have a lot to do today. You you don't have time to play basketball. Well, guess what? If I tell myself, oh, I'm just going to be walking. Try- I used to do this in, in uh, college, by the way. I'll tell myself, I'm just going to walk through the gym because it's on the way to my apartment. I'm definitely not going to play basketball. But then I'm walking through the gym and I'm hearing the sound of the ball. 
And I'm like, all right, cool. Let me just let me just shoot one or two. Yeah, you know? <laughs> just gonna shoot around. I'm not playing with anybody. You know? Just gonna shoot around. <laughs> I wish I was by and then I get walk out by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start shooting. You shoot a couple, and then a group of people playing. They're like, hey, bro, you you playing? You in? You you playing? Hey, like, ah, I'll just run one game. I'll just run one game real quick. One game real quick. And I would end up playing several games. Clearly, I'm not going in my, you know, working out, proper working out gear. I'll be sweating, tired to do anything I'm meant to do, you know. But there are other spaces that I'm very good at, you know. For example, if you told me, oh, Lolo, you don't, you know, I'm, I'm struggling not to read a book. I can walk through the library. I can come to the library and chill out. I know I'm not going to be tempted to read a book. (laughs) You have to know what your weaknesses are. And the Bible says, flee. Just Mm. stay away. There are certain things that you know are temptations towards you. Just stay away from it completely. You would have much, much more success if you do that. Um, And when you talk about renewing your mind, Something that, so when I was a teenager, I read uh, this book, um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teenagers. And one of the things that I still use in my life up till now is one of the habits was take a break. And just, I mean, basically going to a field somewhere, going to the park and just relaxing and just thinking and reflecting. So whenever I start doing that, and I've been doing it for for many years now, um, it's just an opportunity to ask myself questions like, what have I been doing? Who are the people I'm speaking to right now that are good for me? Who are the people that I'm speaking to right now that are not good for me? Who are the people that I have stopped speaking to that were good for me and I need to start connecting with them back and checking on them what people that i stopped speaking to and that was a good decision you know you go back with the same thing like what have i been doing of lately that has been good and what have i been doing lately that has been detrimental you know so i would advise every single one of us if we can to find a time to take a break and when i say take a break i'm not saying like go watch tv or play games that's fine as well but I'm saying that take a time, a personal time out of your busy schedule to actually think about and write down, if possible, how has my work with God been? What is a habit I've picked up recently that is helping that? What is a habit I've picked up recently that is not helping that? What is something I need to start doing to improve my work with God? What is something I need to stop doing during this process of taking a break, you get a chance to actually see your life almost from a, an outside point of view. The problem with when we are so busy and life is so continuous, we never really get the time to stop and think. We're so busy. We feel like we're doing so much. That's the time we're always telling people like, oh my God, I'm so busy. I don't have time for anything. I'm producing. I'm, 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 I'm having a lot of productivity but we don't have time to step away to actually look at if our business is actually creating more products or creating more productivity, quote unquote, or if it's actually taking away from us. Because sometimes you're doing 
so much work, but you're having so little return. It's the same way with our spiritual lives where sometimes we can be so busy. We think we're doing so much, but really are we doing so much? Because you can be so involved even in your spiritual life, in your community, and you start forgetting the values of why you're doing those things in the first place. And what do I mean? Like you could be active in the church, you could be active in, in the society, but you forget that the main point of all of this is to love God and love the person next to you. Now it just all feels like an activity for you. Oh yeah, let's get this done at four o'clock. I do this, you know. But do you take time to step out and say, did I do all these things out of my love for God? Did I do these things with my relationship with God? Have I actually spoken to God about what's going on in my life? Not just praying because we're in a group or praying because at 7 a.m. that's what I do every day. You know, is it now a routine to me? I'm actually building relationship with God. So is, is that space, that time to take space? And step out and look at your life, your relationship with God from a third person's point of view. And I think that that's one activity we can take to help us with renewing our mind, renewing our spirit, and renewing our relationship with God. But well, didn't I tell you recently of how I try to see my life, see things from a third person's perspective? Yeah. Like recently. Yes. You know, you feel like we're siblings? <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I, I meant this is confirmation that we are siblings. Because I always try to like remove myself. Like it's like a mental activity from everything I do to like evaluate something. And I always used to think coming in, this is just random, coming in 50 years, will she look back and be like, or coming from two years ago, look back and like, so yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I was I like wondering the if, there was, if there was something you knew that, you know, the rest <laughs> of us. <laughs> if Kobe is privy to some information. <laughs> but but I, I do like that you mentioned um, taking a break. So for me, like I said, the word of God, the Holy Spirit, which you get through the word, prayer time, but also taking a break. And there's a lot of distraction, a lot of noise. Just stepping out and making sure, make sure that just making sure that you're actually growing and you're not just busy. You're 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 walking, not walking for God. You're walking, you're walking with God, not walking for God. I think when going back to you know this my whole diet situation, you know, the, I told myself that after spring break I was going to start my diet, and you know, as a process of renewing my body, you know, and I went to the African store. I'm addicted to bread bread ah may god help me as so i went to the african store and i saw bread and i bought it i bought bread and then i brought it home <laughs> and i wanted to put those breads and then i remember that i said that i was on a diet or i was going to start a diet and so i put the bread in the freezer and i haven't eaten it since then so in one week, I haven't eaten that bread and I just want to give all the glory to God because it's Woo! been really, really hard. Amen. I've had to really renew my mind that I'm able to do this. And I guess as, as crazy as it sounds, for me, that is just how I tie back this conversation. You know, the more I renew my mind, the more the Holy Spirit nudges me, the more I allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me, 
then the maybe not easier, but then the more um, possibilities for me to live out a life that glorifies Christ and is actually transformed um, for others to see. Does anybody have any final thoughts before we wrap up today's conversation? All I'll say is I found it very amazing that you tied your diet to your work with God. And no, that's that's amazing because um, we're having, me and my brother Ilo, we're having a conversation about God uh, <clears throat> always being present with us. God, like, we're living life with God, you yeah. know, so it's not just yeah. a church. When you get to church, you're like, oh, God is present here. You know, we, we, we decided to stop praying this prayer whenever we're in a situation. God, we invite you into this situation. It's like, I thought God was already with you, you know, but the reason why I liked what you just said so much is, if you really understand your relationship with God, then you start realizing that in everything you do, you can see and reflect on your relationship with God through that thing. Whether it's through dieting, whether it's through playing sports, whether it's through the dresses you wear, you start seeing that there is God in everything, that God is present in everything you do. And now your relationship goes way beyond you know, trying to practice religion and just you just like Kobe said, walking with God. So I I really liked that and I think that that's all I wanted to to close with. <laughs> so thank you for thank sharing. You. Thank you, Lulu. Kobe, do you have any? No, and for me, I just just like Lulu said, we shouldn't. Um, I know the Bible says we are set apart, which, but in the way Lulu said, it, we we shouldn't we shouldn't. We shouldn't stand apart, you know. We shouldn't. We should stand out. Um, Jesus ate with tax collectors, which were the worst of the worst. He he he, he ate and he, he fellowshiped. He, he had friendship with people who were not the were more morally questionable. Um, but in all, like Lori said, he, he walked the walk, and he, he never he never compromised. He still had his, his standard, but um, he, he showed love, the love of the Father through every one of those relationships. So for me, that's one of the big things that, that Lou said that I want to um, point out again. And then another thing is, um, I'm thinking about not not of this world from, from two parts. Um, we should not, the Bible says we're the salt of the earth. I, I don't know if I've said this before, but how can you be a salt? How can you be salt and... Um, Salt in food that is concentrated in one place is not doing its job. So we definitely need to go into those different crannies of the world and just let people love us. You know, a lot of people don't like Christians. A lot of people feel like we're, you know, and most people don't even not like us because of what we believe in. They don't like us because we don't practice what we say we believe in. We don't love enough, we're hypocritical, we're, you know. So if wherever you are, whether you're a doctor listening to this, uh, a lawyer, a, a teacher, a nurse, a janitor, whoever it is you're listening to, it, wherever space God has found, God, God has placed you, um, just remember that you're meant to stand out, not apart, and you're meant to show the love of God. And even in, even in the moments where you, which is one big takeaway for me as well from today's conversation, even, even in the moments where you seem like you fail, it's always okay. God still always has his arms open, you know, to 
take you back. And as long as you keep getting that nudging of the Holy Spirit, then you know that's a good sign that you're still very much in contact with God. Lolo, you wanted to add something? Yeah, I just wanted to add something. Uh, I don't know, I kind of felt this in my spirit. Um, I feel like do not be afraid to stand for what you believe in. Do not be afraid to to um, stand as a Christian and say like, oh, I'm not okay with this, or I don't want to participate in this. Many of the times we feel like we're going to lose friends because of that. Many a times we feel that, you know, they'll think that I'm just going to kill the vibe, you know, and I I believe and I'm, I can almost promise you that you'll be surprised the reaction you get. A lot of people probably respect that and respect you more for that if you actually make it clear what you stand for. And like always, Jesus is the perfect example. Every time Jesus hung out with, like Komi said, tax collectors, all these people, he was very clear on who he was, but still everyone still wanted to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. And through that, they were saved as well. So don't be scared. I think that that's one of the things that we struggle with in our generation or just socially. If I tell them that, oh, I'm sorry, I can't go to that, that they're going to be like, oh, you're not cool. You have killed the vibe. And so you want to take one for the team. I promise you that's not going to be the case. You're not going to lose friends. You'll probably gain more friends and you'll have more respectable relationships with those people. So I don't know. I think I just had that in my heart to to say because that's a challenge that a lot of people people have. Thank you so much for sharing, Lulu. Um, so that brings us to the end of today's podcast. We've had a really, really fun, um, very introspective, thought-provoking conversation. And I just hope that um, for all our listeners, uh, we hope that you have also picked up one or two things, even as we have also picked up one or two things um, from each other's conversations today. And most importantly, we pray um, that God blesses you, that God keeps you, that he continues to cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you this week as you go. You will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and you'll be fruitful um, for all to see. God bless you. Have a great week and we will speak with you in the next episode. Come say bye bye every week. Bye. Sorry, I always forget. Bye, guys. Like, you know, I love you. Oh, oh yeah, let me say bye bye too. <laughs> bye bye, everyone. <laughs> Have a great, great week. <laughs> All right, bye. bye.